0: The occult, the news, and plenty of booze. Welcome to the One Drunk Ho Podcast. Here's your host, Witch Dragon. Good morning or good evening, depending when you are watching this podcast. Hello, my name is Witch Dragon, and this is One Drunk Ho Podcast. Today, we will be doing our spirits review. Along with reading some articles and talking about our main topic about pot or marijuana, depending which term you use the most. Disclaimer, as always, when I'm reading articles, I'm strictly reading from the, from the source and I will do my best to list the articles so you can read for yourself indefinitely and come up with your own opinion and conclusion. Furthermore, I am certainly no doctor or medical expert, so I'm only reading on how or where marijuana is legal. And, of course, on the parts that is my opinion, obviously, I'm sure you will, see, you will hear that it is stated as my opinion. And, of course, all, as always, please take everything, whether it's from me or any other podcaster in the world, as their opinion or viewpoint and draw your own conclusions. Without further ado, let us begin. Thank you for your support, and thank you for taking your time to listen to me. It means a lot. So, that being said, for any of you who are looking for a tarot or oracle or any other type of psychic working, please email me at psiwork101 at yahoo.com. And of course, I'm always available for late-night readings or midday readings. All you have to do is email me, and you can make an appointment with me. Thank you so much. Furthermore, if anyone has other type of products that they want me to review, be it wine, spirits, etc., or even CBD products, please email me by the same email. Thank you so much for your time. So let's begin. Now today, I bought, or yesterday rather to say, I bought a spirit called Jinro, or Jinro, grapefruit. Well, the flavor is grapefruit, rather. I think it's a Korean spirit. If I'm wrong, then I apologize. And basically, it's sweet, but it's more like a smooth or dry sweet. In my personal opinion, I think you can mix it if you want it a little sweeter, with a a grapefruit juice or other citrus-type juice. Or if you want a little bit more dry, you could always mix it with, with a non-sugar added seltzer or club soda or lemon-lime soda or lemon-lime seltzer or club soda. But I think it mostly comes in seltzer with lemon-lime. Anywho, that being said, it may be more the type that you wanna have in small doses with a shot glass or a small wine glass. All in all, it's very refreshing and it's very subtle in a sense where that's where the dryness comes in. But it just has enough sweet if you if you like the balance of dry and sweet at the same time. Now, I just got it recently. I never had it. But the way it tastes, I'm, I'm really feeling it a lot more than last time's Sauvignon Blanc. So I definitely give this two thumbs up and a twist. Whew. That being said, I highly recommend it. And it can be paired with i think more subtle types of chasers or drink or drunk straight so without so that being said let's begin i'm going to start off with reading about si- a vow of silence and it's healthline healthline.com i will give I'll give the link to the article in the, in the commentary. So let's begin. Silence, benefits, how-to, and rule rules and retreats. Okay. Taking a vow of silence has been fodder to pop culture. In HBO's Curb Your Enthusiasm, there he meets a spiritual man named Vance, who has taken a vow of silence and only communicates by mouthing words. Larry isn't amused though many viewers were kramer takes a vow of silence during an episode of seinfeld to recertify his lack of filter and teenager Dwayne took a vow of silence as he worked toward becoming a test pilot in the hit film little miss sunshine though it makes for good entertainment religious and spiritual leaders have used vows of silence throughout history silver reading for several reasons excuse me including a desire for introspection increased closeness with a higher power. They contend that even people who aren't religious or spiritual can experience profound benefits from observing a period of silence whether it's for a couple of hours or several weeks there are a few we- there are a few ways to take this type of vow. And it's not for everyone read on for the benefits guidelines and potential pitfalls of taking a vow of silence what is a vow of silence in the most basic form a vow of silence is exactly what it sounds like a vow of silence is when you simply decide not to talk for a period of time it says om swami founder of osmi an online wellness center Religious and, spiritual leader, religious and spiritual leaders excuse me, have utilized vows of silence in varying forms throughout history. Christian monks reportedly observed periods of silence and solitude throughout their days. Silence was often observed following mass and lasted until the next day. According to an expert from author George... I may have to spell his last name for everybody. P-R-O-C-H-N-I-E-K yes, book in Pursuit of Silence published in the New York Times. Swami says mindfulness and silence are key components of Buddhism. When the Buddha was sitting under the tree for his awakening, he was also silent in meditation. Silent, Swami says. Silence at mealtimes may have been a requirement in Taoist monasteries. Religious scholars say that the Prophet Muhammad is believed to have said anyone who believes in God and the Last Day should either speak well or remain silent. But silence isn't only observed by spiritual leaders, it's been used by advocates and protesters to bring awareness to, certain, to important causes. The Gay, Lesbian and Straight Education Network, otherwise known as GL, yeah, GLSEN, asks students to participate in a day of silence each April to protest to protest, excuse me, discrimination against the LGBTQ plus community. We cl- hold on if I can pronounce that right, that'd be great. We charity as the We Charity, spearheads the We Are Silent initiative, encouraging people to take a vow of silence in and solidar- in solidarity once again, excuse me, with children who are being denied fundamental rights. Now, here are some of the highlights that I'll read to you. If you can hear the train in the background, I do apologize for that. Benefits of a vow of silence. Sometimes the world feels chaotic. We access We can access information with a couple of taps on our mobile device and consistently communicate. Swami says, "Go in silent. Allow allows people to disconnect to reconnect. It's like a detox for the brain, body, and spirit. I mean, and mind," he says. Taking a vow of silence, whether it's one day, three days, forty days, quiet your mind. Vows of silence. Haven't been widely studied, but meditation, which is often a component of vows of silence and silent retreats, has. In 2017, meta-allow alla- analysts, meta-allowance, oh I'm calling it allowance. Whoopsie. A 2017 meta-analysis of 19 students indicate that meditation could reduce blood pressure and Another, for, and another from the same year su- suggested it could help people with post-traumatic stress. Some research suggests silence is good for the body and mind. In 2015, of mice indicated that silence helped the animals develop new cells. And I might have to spell that one just in case I'm pronouncing it wrong, but let me try pronouncing it for everybody. Hippocampus. Hippocampus. Hippocampus, but just in case I am pronouncing it wrongly, I will spell it for you just to make sure. H-I-P-P-O-C-A-M-P-U-S. The area of the brain that aids in memory and learning. And that may help spark creativity. Many people get ideas when they are taking a shower because the mind is silent and the water is just flowing down. Swami says, In silence, the wisdom of the consciousness speaks in silence, incites, insight draws. Michelle Thielen, let me spell her last name just in case I'm spelling it incorrectly or pronouncing it incorrectly, rather. T-H-I-E-L-E-N of C-I-A-Y-T and founder of Christian Yoga School or Yoga Faith, Relates, Tharian Thelen does a silent retreat each January with her monastery. She says she's gotten ideas, including the one for her business after a vow of silence. Excuse me, I think I lost my place on that one. Okay, hold on. My apologies, everyone. Yes, there we go. Now, as I, as I left off, she says she has gotten ideas, including the one for her business after a vow of silence. Silence may also help people become more mindful and connected to themselves and others. You may feel more in touch with the universe and yourself, she says. As a result, you're more creative, you're more articulate, you get less angry, and you are negative and your negative emotions, excuse me, take a back seat. You're more aware of your emotions and what you're thinking, feeling, and saying. How to take a vow of silence. Swami says the best way to go about taking a vow of silence is to first decide how long you'll stop speaking, then decide whether or not you're going to communicate with others, to communicate in other ways, each as writing or with gestures. After that, it's time to prepare yourself and yourself and others you might put a silent bad silence badge that says you're observing silence so you can point it so you can point to it if they try to talk to you he says finally just turn your phone off and do it the rules of a vow of silence They are there there we go again <laughs> there are various levels of silence of silent of silence vows Thielen and Swami says to to some to some extent, you'll make your own rules. Everybody has a little bit of a different take on this. Thielen says, ultimately, it's a personal goal. Swami says the says the three basic levels are, not communicating at all, only communicating in writing, communicating with gestures. For first the first one, cutting of all communication is the one he has most. He most recommends if it's possible. However, it may not be if you still have to go to work or school or care for a loved one. Can you write? Phelan has a... I'm going to have to spell it for you because I may not be able to pronounce it. C-A-V-E-A-T to the no writing rule. As for as for as writing or journal... Journaling for reflection, I think it's that's encouraged, she says. Adding that it can help people recall what they've learned during their experience and apply it in post-vow life. Regardless of which rules you choose, Swami says, Swami says it's important you follow through. If I take a vow and I, and I don't see it through, it, it weakens willpower long-term, he says. Length of time. Swami says, the first step for taking a vow of silence is to decide the length of time. This choice may vary depending on your experience with taking a vow of silence and lifestyle. For example, if you work Monday through Friday, you may consider rev- 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 excuse me, revving silence for weekends, or reserving silence, excuse me reserving silence for weekends and Swami suggests that people start with a few weekends. Do two to three of those rounds over a period of seven weekends. He suggests he understands this may seem like a lofty goal, but encourages people to go for it. It's like learning the piano. He says if you want to do it, you have to make time for it. Feeling thinks even short intermittent, intermediate or yeah, inter, yeah intermediate, Period of silence throughout the day or week such as from evening prayer until morning can help. This is similar to most monastic, mo, yeah, monastic oh, I don't to pronounce I'm gonna spell it for you everybody. M-O-N-A-S-T-I-C. Communities have done over the years, she says. In different religions, people pray for five times per day, she says. You can do something like that where it's not silence for an extended time. In relationships, you're in a committed relationship, Thielen says. A partner says, a partner may be wary of the idea. She suggests talking to your partner and introducing the concept in a way that frames it as a moment for self-reflection. Try saying, it's not that the relationship is on pause, but my communication is on pause. For however long that is, whether it's 24 hours or 21 days. It's a personal retreat, Thielen recommends at school or university swami says vows of silence are often more difficult at schools and universities than they are with intimate relationships because a person's circle is wider Mm. peers want to come and talk to you and you have to tell more people particularly if you're living on campus he says swami suggests giving professors and friends a heads up and wearing a badge indicating that you're taking a silent vow. If you'll be attending classes or running errands, he says you can point it to it and smile if someone tries to communicate with you. However, he warns even those badges can diminish the benefits of a vow of silence. If I draw too much attention to myself while I'm observing silence, all my energy will be on how people will see me and not actually reflecting, he says. Swami said it might be best to reserve a vow of silence for weekends. Or wait until spring, winter, or summer break for a longer self retreat. Retreats and resources. Though you can observe a vow of silence at home, some people prefer to do it while on a retreat. Here are a few places to find silent retreats V I P A S S A N A, the ancient Indian meditation technique. I'm not even going to try to pronounce it emphasizes a deep mind-body connection to help individuals transform themselves by observing bodily sensations. Dharma.org, well, that was an easier one, has a, has a directory of more than 200 centers worldwide, including in Europe, Asia, Latin America, and Africa. There are 18 centers in North America where individuals can sign up for ASSA, ANA. Shambhala Mountain Center. This mountain center allows for self-guided individual retreats, allowing individuals to customize their experience. The center will assist with meditation instructions if requested. It's located in Feather Lakes, Colorado. and has eight wilderness tra- trails and several meditation halls. Green Gulch Farm at San Francisco Zen Center. This farm has a handful of organic vegetable farms, flower gardens, and coastline views, making it an ideal spot for introspection. It offers overnight and longer term residential opportunities, as well as meditation for people of all levels. Green Gulch is currently not hosting guests due to COVID-19. Check back when regulations are lifted. And here's one more uh, center. Little Paradise, this German center says it offers visitors a chance to slow down and find their inner peace. Silent retreats are often, are offered, excuse me, and they are well, and they welcome everyone regardless of religious, sexuality, or gender identity. Multiple meditation spots, including a room, library, and garden, give guests places to sit and reflect. And yeah, okay, two more to read, so I'll read this part. Who shouldn't take a vow of silence? Though feeling and swami says many people can benefit from taking a vow of silence, they admit it's not for everybody. Swami says individuals who have been diagnosed with paranoia and schizophrenia should avoid taking a vow of silence. Interesting. When your mind is not engaged in activity, in any activity, whether whatever it says is magnified, swami says. Whatever the brain says feels very real. It can never talk, talk, never talk our way out of emotions. We can never talk our way out of emotions, excuse me. Swami says people with anxiety and panic disorder should consult a therapist first, and feelings suggests people with a depression do the same. Takeaway. Taking a vow of silence involves not speaking and often not communicating at all for a spec- specified period. Many of, uh, many of the rules, including how long you should stay silent, are up to you and depend on individual goals and lifestyle. Though there isn't much research on, how, on long vows of silence, one study did link silence with new cell growth in a, in a hippocampus, hippocampus. If I'm pronouncing that word wrong, I apologize. The area of the brain linked to learning, creativity, or learning and memory, excuse me. Spiritual leaders say it can make you more mindful in tuning with yourself, your emotions, and the divine. If you've been diagnosed with a mental health condition, like depression or anxiety, speak with a therapist first. Spiritual leaders suggest individuals with schizophrenia refrain from taking a vow of silence at all. Okay, so they just went over that briefly. Okay, and this is by Beth Ann Ann Mayer. Is a New York-based writer, in her spare time, you can find her training for marathons and wrangling, her son, Peter, well, you know, her son, and three fur babies. I won't mention the son's name on this podcast, but you can read it for yourself. All right. And, again, I will put that link of the article in the description. Okay, then. So, moving right along, which I may not read the full articles, on two of them on two of this depending how short it is and there is a video on both of them you guys can play that on your own time if you want to but basically here we go Fat Joe says Camron nearly left verses before it even started There have been some excellent moments during verses since its inception Gucci Mane and Jer- and Jeezy finally squashed their beef at Magic City for their for the world to see. Snoop Dogg and DMX went for hit for hit in celebrating their respective catalogs. Bow Wow and Soldier Boy took their online online feud to the stage where they offered a dose of nostalgia for the world. Excuse me. On Tuesday, the battle of New York of NYC Went down between the locks, dipset at Madison Square Garden. Jadacus earned the title of, of the evening of the evening's MVP. While Jim Jones provided us, provided us with one of the best moments of the evening when he dove off stage. Many believe he fell. However, it was Fat Joe's recap of the evening that really left fans in tears. The other day Joe dropped a massive bombshell about the moments leading up the ba- leading up to the battle including Cameron's allegedly has hesit- alleged excuse me alleged hesitancy. Apparently Killa Cam was about to make his way out the door before verses even started. Cameron Camron Lord, I gotta learn to pronounce his name right. Cameron, excuse me, Was on his way out the building. Not being scared, for some reason, he wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't fucking with it, Joe said. He was about to leave Madison Square Garden. That's a. Hold on, I'm gonna have to spell it for you, because I don't want to mispronounce it. That's a J O P R A H moment. Joe explained that when Cameron heard Michael Buffett's yeah, I think, yeah, Buffett's voice, he seemingly changed his mind and turned back around. And you can check out the clip down below the article, and there you go. Now, I'm not really going to read the full, the the next, the last article, ooh, excuse me. I'm not going to fully read the the last article in depth just because I kind of spent enough time on these. But I will give the link of the full detail of the article, and you can read it for yourself. The title of the article is 6 Six Nine Rants About Jim Jones: Why Is That N Word Not In Jail?" Yeah, I will not say that on the podcast. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Just not going to do that. Another portion of Six Nine's Clubhouse chat has been has surfaced, and it's once again targeting the dipset icon. I'll read part anyway. You get the idea. We're sure, Jim Jones is off somewhere, still celebrating his appearance on Versus alongside his Dipset crew as they faced off against the locks. But Takashi 69 has, still has the Harlem icon in his crosshairs. In September 2019, audio that was alleged to be of Jones calling for 6 9 to be violated was leaked. And since that time, the rapper has kept relatively quiet. About the situation, however, six nine has earned, has called out Jones at every opportunity, and he brought him up once again while chatting with while chatting in clubhouse. The segment of the conversation. The segment of the conversation kicked off with six nine. Mentioning that Jim Jones was running with the same people that Takashi befriended. The rapper listed off names of their mutual associates, Manny or Manny Nine Trey, before alleging that, that Jones did not take care of none of them, N-words. And you can read the rest of the article from the link that I'll provide. Basically, I'll summarize it. It's a hot mess. It's a hot-ass mess. A hot-ass mess. And I'm going to summarize another article, which I will, again, link the full article in the list. All right. Basically, how... Oh, hold on. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson assures fans he showers three times a day and is the opposite of a non, of a not washing, cele, washing themselves celeb. after stars share how rarely they bathe. Long story short, Dwayne Johnson washes himself three times a day, and basically the article went on to talk about other celebs who do not as much. I'm gonna show. I'm gonna get the link of the article right down in the description, and you can read all for yourself. Basically. I don't know why people are announcing this to people, but I guess it seems important to them, so okay. But yeah. I guess The Rock or otherwise Dwayne Johnson felt the need to announce that he washes three times a day. Because he works out a lot. That's basically the gist of the article. Okay. So we're gonna move right along to From Dissa D-I-S-A.com map of marijuana legality by state. Alright, and they give the different type of the dark green is for how it's fully legal, and I'll explain from there. Where it's not fully legal. Which is very, which is not that many states anymore, so there you go. So, I'm going to list this one at a time. Alabama is mixed, meaning mixed, mixed legal, excuse me, mixed legal status. It's yes to medical, and no to decriminalization, or, or decriminalized no. So apparently it only seems to be legal for medical. And, it, and, it, and it, it'll give you the link to view the state laws in full, in full detail. I do suggest you look at that, because, you know, just in case I'm missing something, which I'm sure I am. Okay, moving right along. Alaska is fully legal, yes, medical, yes, decriminalized. Okay. Arizona fully legal yes yet yes to medical and decriminalized. Arkansas is mixed yes medical no decriminalized California California fully legal yes yes I'm both medical and decriminalized Colorado Fully legal, yes, yes, on both. From here on out, I'm just going to say yes, yes, unless there's a discrepancy. All right. Connecticut, mixed, yes, and yes, which is interesting. Again, look at the full description of the law, because that threw me off too. Delaware, mixed, yes, yes. District of Columbia, all the way down to see. fully legal, yes, yes. Florida, mixed, Yes and no to decriminalized, meaning it is not decriminalized, but it is yes for medical in Florida. Georgia, mixed CBD oil only, and no, it's still criminalized. Hawaii, or Hawaii mixed yes for medical and yes for decriminalization. Interesting. All right then. I'm learning right along with with all of you if you don't know, which you may. Illinois or Illinois, depending how you want to pronounce it, fully legal and yes on decriminalization and yes on medical. Indiana, mixed, CBD oil only and no, it's still criminalized. Iowa, mixed, CBD oil and no, it's still decriminalized. Kansas, fully illegal, no and no. That sucks. Anyway, Kentucky, mixed, CBD oil only, no, it is criminalized still, meaning it's not decriminalized, or if, unless I'm reading that wrong, then I apologize, but I'm pretty sure I'm not, so I read, I think I read, to, to, if I can pronounce that, <laughs> Kentucky, case I didn't, I'm going to say it again. Mixed, CBD oil only, and no. It is for decriminalization. Okay, now we're going to Louisiana. Mixed, yes for medical, no for decriminalization. Maine, fully legal, yes and yes. Maryland, mixed, but yet yeah, it's yes for medical and no and yes for decriminalization again if I'm reading that somehow in reverse please please look at the view the state laws fully just in case I am missing something or misunderstanding it all right now that I said that let's move on Massachusetts fully legal yes yes Michigan fully legal yes yes Minnesota mixed yes and yes Mississippi mixed yes and yes interesting Missouri or Missouri Mixed, yes, yes. Montana, fully legal, yes, yes. Nebraska, mixed. No, for medical, yes, for discriminalization. Nevada, fully legal, yes, and yes, across the board. Again, this is the one last time I'm going to repeat this so everyone gets it. Please wear it because it does give detail for review state laws. View that in detail, please, just in case I am missing something. Thank you, appreciate it. New Hampshire, mixed, yes and yes. New Jersey, where I live, fully legal, yes and yes. New Mexico, mixed, yes and yes. New York, fully legal, yes and yes. North Carolina, mixed, no and yes. North Dakota, mixed, yes and yes. Ohio, mixed, yes and yes. Oklahoma, mixed, yes and yes, yes and no, excuse me. Oregon. Fully legal, yes and yes. Pennsylvania, mixed. Yes and no for decriminalization. Rhode Island, mixed. Yes and yes, oddly enough. South Carolina, fully illegal. No and no. What sucks. Fully legal, South Carolina. South Dakota, I'm sorry. South Dakota, whoopsies. Fully legal, yes and yes. Tennessee, fully illegal. No and no. Texas, mixed. CBD oil and no for decriminalization. Utah, mixed, yes, no. Vermont, fully legal, yes, yes. Virginia, fully legal, yes, yes. Washington, fully legal, yes, yes. West Virginia, mixed, yes for medical, no for decriminalized. Wisconsin, mixed, CBD oil only and no for decriminalization. Last state, Wyoming, Fully illegal, no, no. Well, I guess I shouldn't be surprised about that. Anyway, so, like I said, it seems to be almost getting there, but not quite. Let me see one thing. I might just try and check out one view of the state law, maybe, but if I don't really read the whole thing, please definitely read the whole thing further. I'm reading snippets for you. Okay, I'm only going to read the first few, first part. The Alabama legislature, legislature, or legislator, legislature, overwhelmingly approved and Governor K. Ivey, if I'm pronouncing this person's name right, signed a medical cannabis bill that makes Alabama the 36th state with a full medical cannabis law. On February 24th, 2021, the Senate passed a bill in a 20 through 10 vote. The House followed suit on May 6th in the 68 through 34 vote, and the Senate swiftly concurred with the House's changes to the details. On May 17th, 2021, which was not long ago, Governor, I- Governor Ivey signed the bill into law. We pro- they- provide a summary of the bill. Senator Tim Nelson's Compassion Act, CB 46 here. Yeah, I guess you can go to the link there. While it's far better than the status quo, there are a number of provisions that are unnecessarily burdensome on patients. It steers, it steers pain patients to try opiates first, and it requires doctors to jump through hoops, including a four-hour course and a fee up to three hundred dollars that will depress participation if I'm pronouncing that word correctly it also prohibits smoking vaporization in the whole plant cannabis which drives up prices and denies some patients the treatment option that works best for them so it's not perfect and again check out the full laws for all the states because I may be reading it incorrectly so I just want to make sure I say that we we'll check out one more thing in New Jersey. Okay. Governor Murphy signed three bills ending can- cannabis prohibition. There we go. In New Jersey. Apparently, same year. On February 22nd, 2021, Governor Murphy signed three bills related to cannabis legalization, ending a three year campaign to regulate and tax cannabis and the Garden State. In November 2020, New Jerseyans overwhelmingly approved a ballot referendum supporting cannabis legalization. The following month, the legislature responds with the passage of S21, S.21, excuse me, and S, good lord, these S's, S.2534. However, both measures stalled due to concerns surrounding penalties for underage use. Oh, God. On February 19, 2021, the Senate... If I can pronounce this word, we're going to try it right here. The Senate Judiciary Committee advised A.5342, which addresses penalties for underage use. On February 22, 2021, both chambers voted to approve the A. 342 and Governor Murphy immediately signed all three bills into law. You can check out the summary of the bill where it's linked. Although Governor Murphy's signature means the end of arrest and prosecution of cannabis in New Jersey, it will likely take a few months before residents are able to produce or purchase cannabis from retailers as, a, as the recently formed cannabis. Regulatory Commission develops rules for the adult use licenses. So, it's still a process, basically, long story short. And again, it has has a fully detail for the state laws. Okay. That being said, I'm very happy that it's starting to progress. I'm very happy that it's starting to progress, and I'm just in general, glad that things are moving in the right direction. Because, look, I'm fine with people not wanting to do marijuana. I'm fine with their views on it, actually. But stop trying to stop other people who actually want to smoke it and who will smoke it responsibly from it. That's the thing. In the end, we should all be responsible adults and handle Smoking marijuana legally and so forth. In the end, in the end, we should all be able to do it if, that is what our, if we can handle it responsibly. And it should be our decision as adults to do that. Anyway, in the end, I think that's just how it should be. But I do hope in time. I do hope in time that people won't be so hung up on it one way or the other. And I hope, you know, eventually that, you know, this will be a thing of the past and we don't have to worry about it anymore. But until then, it's baby steps, right? So, in conclusion... It's a step in the right direction. I do hope for it it to be legally federally, but until then, one day at a time. And on that note, I'm going to end this podcast. Thank you so much for your time. I appreciate it. And may everyone be blessed. Thank you so much. My name is Witch Dragon. Have a great day. Bye-bye.